Hi, and welcome to our podcast at Elim Life Church. We're really praying that you would be impacted by God's word as you listen today. If you've got any stories of answered prayer or you'd like to get in touch in any way, please contact us via our website, www.elimlifechurch.co.uk. God bless. Well, it's great to be able to join together again online on this Good Friday. As many of you are probably aware by now that uh, across Elim today, there's been called a national day of prayer and also for those who can to fast at some point uh, during today um, in the current uh, situation that we're in to pray that God will intervene. So before I share God's word today, I just think it'd be really great if, I, if we just stop and pause and pray for our nation at this time. Let's join with Elim today, not only in our nation, but around the world as we pause to pray. Father God, we just pray into the situation that we find ourselves in today. God, we thank you, God, that in the midst of all that's going on, we still believe that you are God and that you are the God who sits on the throne today. And God, we pray especially for our even movement today right across the UK. God, I pray, Lord, that your church would stand united today. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, that in the midst of the darkness, that your light will continue to shine forth in such a powerful way. And Father, today, God, we lift up our communities to you, our communities that are broken, our communities that are hurting right now, the communities that are going through a sense of loss and pain because of loved ones that have died. And God, we pray that the God of all comfort, that you would comfort and that you'd minister to them at this time. Father, we pray for those who are battling the virus right now. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would undertake in their lives. We pray for all those in the NHS today, for all those on the front line. Father, we salute them today. We say thank you for all that they're doing. And God, we pray that you give them strength. pray that you give them wisdom. We pray that your protection uh, would be upon their lives in such a real way. And Father, we just pray, Lord, that this pandemic would come to an end quickly. We, we believe that you are still the great I am, that you are the powerful one. And God, we ask that you would undertake for your glory and for your honour. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, it's my privilege today to be able to share God's word with you on this uh, Good Friday. And what a privilege it is on this day for us to be able to stop and for us to be able to pause and to be able to remember the greatest act of love that the world has ever seen when Jesus died on that cross for each and every one of us, for the whole wide world. And today, all around the world, as many nations are in a state of lockdown, as many people are not able to to move around in the way that we've done previously, where we're not able to gather in church buildings to remember this Good Friday, today there'll be people that will be gathered in homes all over the world to remember the events that took place on that very first Good Friday. We remember the facts of the cross. We remember that Jesus did it all for every single one of us. And although we cannot gather together in church buildings, we gather today at the foot of the cross, young and old, rich and poor, educated and uneducated, We are united at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And today I want to take some time to read from Mark's Gospel. So if you've got your Bible, you may want to get it out now. And I think it will appear um, to the side of me as well today. But Mark's Gospel and uh, chapter 15. And we're going to take some time just to, to read from God's Word the account of what took place on that very first uh, Good Friday. Mark's Gospel and chapter 15 and verse 21. It says there a certain man from Serene. Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the school. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they, they, his clothes, they, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teacher of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also healed incense on him. And the sixth hour darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. One man filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up from him to Jerusalem were also there. You know what um, an incredible scene Mark portrays for us. As Jesus is crucified on that cross for the whole of humanity. What incredible agony and pain Jesus went through on that cross on that day. Mark tries to portray some of that pain and some of that agony. And here in the scriptures, not only do we see and try to have a glimpse of the physical pain, but also the spiritual pain. As Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As Jesus took on himself the whole of the sin the shame, the anguish of the whole wide world. 
the one who'd only ever done everything that was right the one who who walked this earth and all that he did was good as he healed people as he ministered to people as he cared for people with incredible compassion and kindness and yet here was Jesus dying such an awful death on the cross in many ways to many people it did not make sense why was Jesus crucified on that cross and yet the death of Jesus was a fulfillment of all the prophets had foretold many years ago the prophet Isaiah spoke of that which was to come and he proclaims these words in Isaiah 53 and verse 5 in the New Living Translation it says this he was pierced for our rebellion he was crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be whole he was whipped so we could be healed and what amazing words Isaiah spoke forth and he was talking about the Messiah the Jesus who was going to die upon this cross that he was going to be beaten so that we could be made whole he was going to be whipped in order that we could be healed what a savior what a Jesus and just like today there are so many different responses to the current situation that we find ourselves in today with the coronavirus where some people are just trying to put it to one side and trying to get on with life like it's no different to what it was before and for some people they're in a place of shock in a place of fear in a place of horror the truth is there's a whole lot of different responses today to the coronavirus and the truth is that all those years ago there were so many different responses to the cross of Jesus Mark in his count reveals a number of different responses to the events of what took place at Golgotha verse 29 it says there that those who passed by healed insults at him shaking their heads and saying so you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days come down from the cross and save yourself for those people that passed on that day they hailed insults as Jesus died in agony in anguish and in pain and I have no doubt that some of these people would have been the, the same people who earlier in days gone by would have stood there and would have marveled at the words that came from Jesus mouth they would have stood in amazement as they saw healings that came from the hands of Jesus. And yet here they were passing by the cross and hurling insults at Jesus. The truth is that in our world today, that there are those who throw insults at the cross of Jesus. That today on this Good Friday, they won't pause to remember in the way that many of us today are pausing to remember the events at the cross but rather they will throw insults at the cross they'll despise it they will mock it they will ridicule it you know the religious people what did they do on that day it says in verse 31 in the same way the chief priests and the chiefs of the law mocked him among themselves and said he saved others but he can't even save himself they mocked the cross of Jesus 
and even at least one of the um, what well, well, we do know that one of the criminals that died on another cross at the side of Jesus that day in verse 32 it says there that he threw insults heaped insults upon Jesus as well and the Apostle Paul he says actually in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18 that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to those who are being saved it is the power of God and as many people around our world today they will despise the cross they'll throw insults at the cross they'll mock the cross of Jesus for us who are being saved we declare the cross is not a place of defeat but rather it is a place of victory there is power in the cross of Jesus Christ and what incredible power we see that was released that day when Jesus Christ died on that cross and as he was just about to breathe his last it says in in those verses that we read together in verse 37 with a loud cry Jesus breathed his last even though he'd gone through all of his agony all of the pain on the cross and very often when somebody died on the cross they they were totally and absolutely exhausted and yet here was Jesus and he did not cry a cry of exhaustion but rather it was a cry of victory as he cried out it is finished he didn't say I'm finished he said it is finished that the work of salvation had been won upon the cross and at that point as Jesus breathed his last as he cried out with a loud voice it says that the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom the curtain that had represented how how man could not get close to God and yet at that point the curtain was torn in two that now we can have access to the father through the blood of Jesus Christ at that point we're, we're also told that tombs began to break open and religious people came back to life why because death hell and the grave were defeated on that day I love what Paul says in Colossians 2 and verse 15. In the New Living Translation, it says this, that Jesus disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. What an amazing victory. And therefore, it's no wonder that for us who believe today, we don't mock the cross. We do not throw ridicule at the cross. But the cross is a place where we have known what it is to repent, where our eyes have been opened and we recognize that Jesus died for us, that he died for the world. And on that day, as Jesus Christ died, there was a centurion, a centurion who was a, a commander of about a hundred soldiers. And as he stood there and in front of Jesus, as he heard the cry that Jesus cried out, the cry of victory, as he saw the way that he died, his response was so different to the people that had walked past the cross. It was so different to the religious people and to the criminal that had thrown insults at Jesus. His 
response was one that simply declared surely this man was the son of God Mark records it in verse 39 that he says surely this man was the son of God and today as we gaze at the cross I'm sure that like me that many of us today that we do proclaim like the centurion did we proclaim that Jesus was and he is the son of God there were other people there that day it says the women were watching from a distance and as these women watched from a distance these women had, had followed Jesus during his lifetime of ministry here on earth in Galilee and as these women gazed upon the cross no one no doubt with tears flowing down their faces they stood in awe and they stood in wonder of Jesus and I have no doubt as they did that they were filled with with worship and honor and gratitude to Jesus for all that he done for them as he died upon that cross and my prayer today for each and every single one of us that we'd have a fresh glimpse of wonder and amazement that as people throw insults and they despise the cross that we come to the cross today and we unite at the foot of the cross and we say thank you Jesus for dying for me thank you Jesus that when you died it was not defeat but rather it was victory you were broken in order that I could be made whole you knew what it was to go through rejection in order that I could be accepted by my father. And I want to say to us today, as we are in this place of lockdown, as we're in this place today that feels very difficult for so many people, let's gaze at the beauty of the cross. Let's remember today that God loves every single one of us. And the cross reveals just how much he loves us. May our response in the midst of the darkness be one that bows down and worships Jesus who died for us. And let's remember that what Jesus experienced at the cross on that day where he knew what it was to be forsaken by his father is not the case for us. That in the darkness right now, he's a God who dwells among us. And therefore, let us worship him. Let us adore him for his amazing love.